0: On here, resistance
1: is futile. This, indeed, you are. Is it's in my hand! fan oh! effect.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fan Effect, sponsored by the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theatres, the best place to see a movie in Utah. And we're going to be talking about a movie today, uh, but we're going, but that's going to be a key word later on, this, later on in this episode. <laughs> I'm Andy Farnsworth. <laughs> joining me for this episode is Kellyanne Halverson. Hi, Kellyanne.
0: Yes, yes.
2: And oh, a good friend of mine, Jeff Wolf. Uh, Jeff, welcome. Hey, thank you so much. New to the podcast, but uh, Jeff and I go way back, and uh, the reasons for Jeff being on here will be uh, uh, evident very shortly. Uh, We are going to talk today about, and uh, if you're a fan, you'll recognize this immediately. If you're not, you're wondering why there's a little ukulele going. That would be the theme to Bob's Burgers, a 12-year-long animated series that's been on Fox, for again, for 12 years. It is about a poor restaurateur named Bob Belcher who uh, runs a burger place, makes great burgers, in his opinion, and uh, (laughs) they're creative and all these things. He runs the business with his wife, Linda, and his uh, children, Tina, uh, Jean, and Louise, all of whom are at the same school somehow (laughs) – yeah, I guess it's K-12. through 12. I, I'm not exactly sure uh, for their K school. K-8, through eight. Eight, it must mm-hmm. be. So they're all 8th grade and younger, even though it's been on for 12 years. That's the great thing about animation is nobody ever grows up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Jeff Wolf, owner of OddBods.com, he is a bobblehead creator, and I... I'm hoping someday he'll do a bobblehead of me. He's yes, never he's yes, offered, oh, and uh, I would never that. Let's ask make that happen. because uh, you know. But uh, we gotta be
0: friends. But so it's I, I can
2: get it's yeah. good yeah. stuff. That's he fantastic. he handcrafts them. They're they're amazing. And and the reason that Jeff is here is because I when I worked with Jeff a few years ago, Jeff was actually my boss, and he, you know, I we would talk about pop culture, movies, and different things. We 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 shared our voodoo movie library back when you were allowed to do that. And Jeff was like, oh, have you ever seen Bob's Burgers? And I said, well, I mean, I've seen when I'm flipping channels or I've seen like a clip of it or I've seen, you know, promos for it because I would watch The Simpsons and I would watch um, King of the Hill. So I liked some of the Fox animation, but I'd never watched Bob's Burgers because, quite frankly, and, you know, Kellyanne's a huge fan of Bob's Burger, yes. so <laughs> I, of the three of us on this episode, this is one of the few episodes that uh, I am not the expert and <laughs> am going to greatly defer to others' expertise.
3: My research doc is so long it's on this one. It's so guys. much. Kellyanne wrote so
2: much. <laughs> she doesn't even feel good, and she wrote like 50 pages of research. So <laughs> yeah. it's it, it, it'll. It, we hope that that shines through I, I, as I've you medicated
3: listen. myself and came so I could talk the glory of Tina <laughs> Louise Bob Linda Jean. But maybe you're like
2: me. So I in this case I'm going to be the average listener. That's listening that listens to the podcast regularly, but maybe doesn't know much about Bob's Burgers or isn't a huge fan of Bob's Burgers. Now, I will say I am a fan of Bob's Burgers now because I watched it and it's it is funny and it, and it really grows on you. Uh, but I'm, I'm still nowhere near you guys are quoting episode names to each other. And I have only seen all the episodes once when <laughs> when they come on. I started late, so I actually had to catch up a few seasons mm-hmm, before I could mm-hmm. catch up to where we were. But ever since then, I've watched every episode that comes out and, you know, it's funny and, and I watch it and it's fine. But you guys know the episode names and you know when when we went to go see the critic screening for Bob's Burgers the the Bob's Burgers movie which we'll dig into a little bit later Jeff was seriously considering coming dressed as Bob. Yes, he has I have Bob's. the costume.
3: I was I was seriously thinking Tina, but I, I dialed it back since my stomach's upset. So yeah, maybe tonight I'll be Tina for another We're, viewing.
2: And if I would have just put on a, a bald cap, I probably could have gone as Teddy, Teddy, their friend, <laughs> who eats at Bob's Burgers every single day for lunch <laughs> and wants desperately to be part of the Belcher family because Teddy's a lonely guy. But all of this is quirk. So you've seen an ad on TV or you, you've seen, maybe you've seen the trailer for Bob's... The Bob's Burgers movie. I keep wanting to call it Bob's Burgers, the movie, but it is actually called The Bob's Burgers Movie. That's its official title. But anyway, you've seen it or you've seen it on TV and you're like, this is very simple animation. How funny could it be? It is. I will say this. It's not like family guy type crude humor. It's not like it's a bunch movie. of slapstick. It's not a bunch of.
3: It's not overly political.
2: No, it's it's just a bunch of average poor people, average to poor people <laughs> who are, have a restaurant that is essentially always treading or just slightly underwater. Um, they live in a, in a in an unnamed town or a town in an unnamed state. You don't know exactly where. It's kind of like Simpsons and Springfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not supposed to actually know where it is, but it's on a wharf and it... it so you, you, you got to figure it's maybe somewhere in the Northeast. It kind of feels like it's a Northeast yeah. United States. Linda has States.
3: that New Jersey accent a bit there, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you've
2: heard clips, it, the voices sound kind of weird. So... Just at a glance, Bob's Burgers is really weird looking. It's <laughs> weird. It looks weird. It sounds weird. And if you only tune in for like three minutes of an episode, you might just be like, "I don't get what the deal is." Totally understandable. But Jeff, so Jeff's like, "No, you got to watch it. You got to yeah. get. You, you you can start a season three if My you want." My face and I'm is like, getting well, no. tense. Like, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm insulting his childhood. <laughs> no, but I I had. So you even said, no, no, you can even start at season three. I'm like, no, if I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch from the beginning and I got to admit the pilot, little rough, a well, lot the, of gene, yeah. obnoxious I mean, here's sounds. the reason
4: why for that because like you mentioned with the humor of the show where it doesn't play to the same type of humor as Family Guy, or The Simpsons, I feel like it kind of started out in that way where they where they went for that type of humor and where they're trying to find themselves, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to find their legs and they evolved and so by season three, they really figured out what kind of show they wanted to be and one of my favorite components of the show is that family unity like even though they're a quirky family and they do absurd things they are always together that's true they back each other up and you really feel that that comes really to light by season three in fact there's a joke in one of the later seasons where the family uh it's it's gene doing impersonation of bob and he says you're my family and I love you, but you're all terrible. Okay. He goes, I've never said that, and it's a direct quote.
0: <laughs> so It's like so, if you
3: always say that.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, but but that was the interesting thing. So when I watched it, I thought it it hewed closer to King of the Hill than yeah. it did The Simpsons. And and here's why: when I first saw King of the Hill, uh, it was already halfway through its first season, which was only I think ten or twelve episodes, and. I had only seen that animation It was from Mike judge who uh, the only thing Mike judge had done to that point that I knew of was Beavis and Butthead mm. and Beavis and Butthead had a neighbor that had the same, that Mike judge voiced the exact same as Hank Hill. And I actually thought I like, I turned it on. I was like, Oh my gosh, they made a TV show about Mr. Anderson, the next door neighbor <laughs> from Beavis and Butthead. And then I watched it and I realized it was a different character. And then I watched uh, the episode where Bobby's supposed to, Bobby wants to go to a girl party and doesn't know how to kiss. So he makes out with his cousin's mannequin head that she uses for beauty school. And suddenly he's like the most confident guy. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. It took me one episode to get sold on that show.
3: King of the Hill is pretty amazing.
2: But it hews more to that where at King of the Hill, you you think it's making fun. If you were to just look at it, you'd think it's making fun of rednecks or it's making fun of those things. But in reality, it's actually it, – it, it finds a good balance of – of poking fun at things that are able to be poked, fun at things that are kind of silly. And everything, every single culture has something that, even while it may be important to people of the culture, if you really can just take a step back and imagine what it looks like to an outsider, it kind of looks weird. And so the ability to poke fun at that without necessarily mocking it, it's a fine line, and King of the Hill did that well. And that's what I felt like as I was watching Bob's Burgers. It does that. It it is. It's, It's about... The crises of junior high. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have a precocious kid, Louise, the youngest daughter. Who the if you, she's wears a green dress and she has on pink bunny ears. This has been been on twelve seasons, and nobody. It's never been explained during the twelve seasons of the TV show why she wears the bunny ears. And I promise you, that's your first thought. When you see her, Are why gonna do gonna you have out? bunny ears? Are they going to show us? Right, and eventually you just forget that they're on there. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you looked at her, she probably looks like a clone of Linda. If you take the ears off, I'm
4: mm-hmm. thinking this mm-hmm. has been somebody's fan theories. Oh, I
0: think it's because because
4: yes. she looks like Linda. If you take off Fantastic. the hat, there's so many theories out there. Wait, there's theories get, beyond that's her daughter, and so that's why she looks like her. That yes. she identifies more with Bob, and so she's trying to disguise the fact that she looks oh. more like her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I never lots heard of fan theories. That. You will get an answer fan in the movie. Theories as to on why Bob Burgers? Has those bunny ears, but uh, we won't.
2: Yeah, we won't spoil no that. Spoil that. In the but that is something. I mean, there's going to have to be something in a movie yeah. that pays off beyond feeling like an episode of the series. But it is the thing that you'll it's notice about her, and stories. you'll wonder the same thing. And characters in the show occasionally wonder it. But one of the things I think that's cool about it is that they just sort of say, "Hey, look, she wears bunny ears," and then they just leave it alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you stop worrying about it, and you start seeing the quirkiness of. Of, uh, of Louise as a character. One of the funniest things of Louise as a character, I think, is her obsession with Boo Boo from Boys for Now. <laughs> even though she hates him and I wants to, want to slap, slap him, him every time. And then I think she does slap him sometimes. Yeah. But it's she's so obvious she's got a crush on him. It's so obvious she has a crush on him. Gene, if I'm being honest, is my least favorite character on the show. I mean, I don't hate him, but he's my least favorite. He does get some hilarious lines in and he's oh, yeah. the one who's always dropping the the aside the the Two people are having a conversation and he'll throw in sort of like a punchline just between two people's actual conversation. And in some of the clips we're going to play from the show, you'll hear what we're talking about.
3: And then Bob, his his father, always tries to put it back in place. Gene.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Gene. (laughs) And so you've got uh, when I say they sound weird, you've got Mm -hmm. H. John Benjamin, uh, who if you've seen Archer, he's the voice of Archer. So you've got somebody who looks literally nothing like Archer. Archer's voice and cartoon character match 100%. Like, when you look at Archer, the cartoon character, that's an FX cartoon, kind of a James Bond spoof, for those of you who may not be familiar, Mm -hmm. and you hear Archer speak, it's like a perfect match. But then you hear him voice Bob with almost literally the exact same voice. I don't think he changes it at all, and that's part of the joke from the episode of Archer, where Archer ends up at Bob's Burgers in some weird hallucination. It's like
3: an
4: example of the Wayne's World radio host. It's not a
3: hallucination. Yes. <laughs>
4: handsome, is it Handsome Rob? or what? What's that radio host's name on um, Wayne's World when they finally get to meet him?
3: Is he not handsome? Oh, I haven't oh, seen oh. it in so long. No, but this it's one like thing where,
2: like, but the voice, without changing, it perfectly matches a James Bond suave, chiseled does, guy, yeah. and it matches... A a dude who wears sweats and a, an apron and has a, a punch like a yeah, yeah. belly punch and is going bald like it fits armor. both somehow without having to change at all. And so uh, the thing about Bob's Burgers and this is, I think this is also what makes it unique is in a day where people really are getting upset about who vo- what you know who's allowed to voice characters in something. <laughs> Half the guys are voiced by girls and some of the girls are voiced by guys. <laughs> so Eden and the Bob's Belcher family, Linda is voiced by a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tina the, is voiced yeah. by a guy. Louise is voiced by a girl. I believe Gene is voiced Andy by and a Andy and Ollie
4: are both. Andy and Ollie are Sarah girls. Silverman and her yeah. sister. They mm-hmm. um, do excellent with those voices. Yes. I, everybody's great.
2: Yeah. And again, it's one of those things for Bob's Burgers, if you have never watched it, and let's say you're a fan of The Office. You were not a fan of season one of The Office. There was very few people who liked season one of The Office. The first six to ten or eight episodes of season one, when it was on, we watched it. It was Steve Carell. It was trying to be like the British Office. I mean, maybe there's other people who liked it, and I had never seen the British Office at the time, so I see it. You kind of like have, it. I liked, it I thought an, it Jenna is a Fisher was cute. Left. I thought Jenna Fisher was cute. That was mainly the reason I tuned in each week. (laughs) I like the Jim and Pam dynamic. Even in season one, this whole thing of obviously Jim's got a thing for Pam who's engaged to the jerk and it's, you know, nice little triangle. But then once they really found their footing, which was pretty quick in season two, if I recall. But by the third, the first episode of the third season, I was like laughing so hard, I was crying. The episode where uh, um, the Gaydar episode, it was just so fun. Jim has, I think, gone at this point to Connecticut and uh, yeah it was just it was I just was in hysterics and so that's when I realized and this is what you're going to need for Bob's Burgers is I realized that they had developed the characters enough that now they could write stories to the characters Mm -hmm. you got to have some time to do that and that's unfortunately, why a lot of TV shows aren't succeeding today Mm -hmm. because they're not getting enough time to really – I mean, they have an idea and then they either got to stick hard to the idea and write it out for 10, 12 episodes. That's about all they get nowadays. Mm -hmm. Streaming gets about 10 to 12 episodes. And then if it works, it works. And if it's not, you're canceled and you got to try something else. And it's unfortunate in a way because I don't think Bob's Burgers would have made it if that was the case.
3: I don't think so either. But you do. You fall in love with those characters and once they got into that – feeling we kinda of have these little bit zany but realistic things that could happen. You fall for the characters. You love that the family kind of supports and loves each other. It's it's really wonderful but and then when they just All figured right. out that you need to have some music in the episodes too. That that's really yeah. where you, you well,
4: get it. Yeah, I was just about to say that that the moment where season one I think first finds its footing is in the uh, Dinner Musical Theater episode, <laughs> right? And so I, we were thinking back, my wife and I were thinking back, what was the first episode where they actually sing? And we're like, oh, you know what, it's season one. and Wasn't well, talk- episode one? I could have sworn it was. No, no, it's, I think it's episode four. I I don't really remember off the top of my head, but uh, or it could even be as late as six. Uh, but they established that uh, component of Linda's character where she's just musical at sing. heart, loves to sing, mm-hmm. even early and she's on. Too- in, she's terrible at everything, <laughs> but she doesn't either realize she's terrible. Or she oh, doesn't she care commits, that though. she doesn't.
2: No, no, no. but then that's, I, that's not a criticism. In my opinion, it's, it's actually kind of the charm and the quirk of it.
0: Yeah. You Definitely.
2: can identify with Bob's burgers more than you can identify with a lot of shows. The that characters are relatable.
4: You and I were talking about this before we started the podcast that you, you could actually see this uh, world in this show, uh, played by real characters just mm-hmm. in a sitcom. Uh, it's it's more endearing as an animation there's just there's certain yeah. characteristics that I, it's, it's it's simple animation
2: perfectly. like don't let that turn you off it, don't let the animation turn you off it I, I was telling Jeff, it, it seems like like at a glance with everybody's straight legs and straight arms it looks like a sixth grader drew a lot of uh-huh. it yeah I mean or at least a slightly better version of, of sixth grade style art but it works I mean that we, it works better in some ways because the animation is is simple. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It's a it's a very good mix, a zeitgeist, if you will, yeah. of not great animation, not like it's, it's simplistic. like they took all the all the things that normally might be high gloss and they deliberately didn't gloss it, mm-hmm. but put it all together mm-hmm. and it works. Yeah. And
3: then but, they have like some of the best writing out there for for the music as well as the characters and the storylines, like. It's so witty, and you have you almost have to watch episodes multiple times because you're catching all these little things here and there. From yeah, from the it's just writing. consistent. The mm-hmm. writers
4: are consistent. The animation. I love one of the things I love is the uh, little things in the show, uh, <laughs> like if the, they've got this running gag where uh, the the oven's plugged in on the other opposite end of the wall, yeah. and every episode the cord, the power cord, is drawn that way. Mm-hmm. They're just so even those simple. The simple animation, it's it's grounded because mm-hmm. everything is consistent. Mm-hmm. Like that's I was interesting. Thinking, I never caught that. Uh, you know, going. I wanted to. I was thinking about this with the movie. Uh, one big uh, portion of the movie is, is uh, the Wonder Wharf. Wonder Wharf. A Wonder. lot of stuff happens in the Wonder, Wonder Wharf, and which is an amusement park that's essentially at the end of the
2: street where Bob's Burgers. Uh, just for those of you who haven't seen it, Bob's Burgers is essentially in. Uh, like a row house, it's it's it, you 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 could see it somewhere in Jersey, you could see it somewhere in Brooklyn, where the restaurant's in the bottom and the people live up above it. But it's not very wide; it's more deep than wide. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and their landlord, Mister Fish Mister Fisho is the, is the owner, <laughs>
4: voiced of by the Kevin Klein yes. throughout the series,
3: gloriously voiced by Kevin. Klein. So
4: good, and I. I was fascinated how they made that kind of its own character because the, so many new things were explored in the Wonder Wharf. And they've they've done several episodes in the TV show of the Wonder Wharf. The movie took that it, – it's so real and, and vivid. I just loved it.
2: Okay. Yeah. And it – you know, the animation in the movie, we'll, we'll, I think we'll get into this more a little bit later, but the animation for the movie is a step up from the TV show. Mm-hmm. That, and really, it's more in the backgrounds and the ability to go kind of a third dimension and yeah. turn the camera in ways that it would be too expensive yeah. to
4: animate the on the frame TV rate, show. It's more fluid. The characters. Yeah, have My eyes, for a second,
3: it took a little bit of time for it to get used to it. I'm yeah, like, whoa, like, whoa, okay. I've never
4: right. seen Bob's face at that angle. It's almost
2: weird. Oh, see, and I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it that way. But that's yeah. interesting that you noticed that. Now, here's the thing. So I watched Bob's Burgers because. Jeff, you convinced me too. You said it would be funny. I trusted you. It was funny, and now I've watched every episode. And it's one of the things that I, you know, make time for when I have a chance to watch it on Monday when it mm-hmm. airs on Sunday. Why did you, Jeff, and you, Kellyanne, mm-hmm. how did you guys get into this? How, what made you like Bob's Burgers? How'd you even discover it?
3: I'll. Were you I'll just ahead. watching TV. I'll go first uh, actually no it was we. I wasn't really interested you know I grew up on the Simpsons I've watched Family Guy I've watched a lot of animation shows over the years love Futurama as we've talked about before um, but my mom came back from a vacation from her sisters and my cousin had exposed her to it and apparently she just fell exposed in love with to it. it that kind of
2: funny <laughs> <laughs> she exposed me to Bob's Burgers and I've never been the same the it's Burgers. like a drug
3: you get your first hit and you just keep going um, and so she's like you have to watch this and I wasn't really into it and then the, the she Kabab, what is it? Cheese, Cab Cab Bob. Bob Episode where Bob he uh, takes on his second job as a taxi driver to pay for Tina's thirteenth birthday party. First of all, how sweet is that? That a dad's it's able adorable. to do that. It's freaking awesome! Laughed so hard in that episode. It was our first exposure to, like, I think first exposure to Marshmallow, who's like one of my favorite side characters on the whole show. Marshmallow. Hey, Marshmallow. Um, and that was it. It has over the years become our family's show. It is the one show besides main cabin builders that we purposely will like gather once a week and watch as a family. And and I brought both my parents with me to the screening because, uh, of course, I had to. I was trying to convince my dad to be on the podcast, but he, he, he didn't really want to. And just sitting there in the theater, there wasn't too many of us, but hearing my dad's just belly laughter was so great uh, in that theater because like, it's like bonded us as a family. When I was little with Simpsons, now it's Bob's Burgers. Like It is so funny. It's so great. Our whole family can watch and enjoy it. So it's your mom over... saw it. Yes.
2: And she liked it and then made you watch it.
3: And my dad at the same time. It was just kind of on in the background as okay. she was trying to watch Catch Up With The Series when she got back from the trip. And it's become our favorite show. We just uh-huh. love it. That's cool. My, I ha- my sister has the bunny ears. I think she ended up giving those to me eventually when she moved, but we just, we love it. It's really funny.
4: <laughs> well, that's cool. So Jeff, how about you? Uh, so real quick, you brought up sheesh kebab, and that's one thing about the show. It's filled with puns. Mm-hmm. So yes. It, it, From the burger of the day that Bob creates, which some of them sound mm-hmm. absolutely
2: oh, disgusting. Baby
4: you can chive my car burger.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of it is some ingredient that he writes into some kind of clever phrase. And there's a cookbook. Did you guys know there's a cookbook? There's a cookbook. I'm yeah.
4: not surprised. Uh, I have it. But I would never eat I, I off it. I have it. I've made several of the burgers. They're fantastic. I highly
0: See, recommend I'm not- it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay.
4: Okay, <laughs> then we're going to ask you to send us your favorite recipe from the book for us to post on the fan effect uh, I like it. facebook yes. page. i like it but yeah it's filled with puns i think that's another endearing thing is that it's it's you know dad jokes and you know yeah. family but it's humor simple. it's really it's, it can still be funny without having to go yeah. into the
2: areas that a lot of animation goes to and it does do parodies i mean family guy yes. one of their thing is parodies and you know slapstick and everything like that but bobs burgers does parodies in fact the last two episodes of this current season there was a parody of blade runner and then there was a parody of what was the parody in this last week's episode oh it was uh, uh, the other half of something. At any rate, they'll do things. And Gene, you know, when he does his Die Hard, the musical in the basement <gasps> of, of the, the school, <laughs> that was a hilarious episode. Uh, so there's times when even annoying Gene is still really funny. Um, and what makes him, they're unapologetic. They're not, people in the show don't necessarily try to change him. You've got Mr. Fraun, the guidance counselor who <laughs> wants to help so bad. and He's got all his puppets and Miss Lebon.
0: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the lunch lady. I
2: know she's the lunch lady, whatever she is.
4: She's got Jean literally the deepest- Don't make me get up. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny stuff. So, so how did you discover it? So, uh, I also grew up on The Simpsons. And, you know, not to knock on The Simpsons right now, but I, The,
0: the I've Simpsons, tapers it tapers off. Yeah.
4: It, it lost its, Even it's the movie her. wasn't that great. And so the only thing I watch now of The Simpsons is the Treehouse of Horror episodes because I love Halloween. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so even if they're bad I'll still tune in to just see like maybe though maybe they'll get a good one in here. <laughs> and uh, and so it was uh, the Halloween episode of season 3, full bars. Yes. And I keyed into that cuz I was like, "Oh cool, a Halloween episode. I want to give the show another shot." And I finished the episode, went and grabbed my wife and I was like, "You need to watch this." And so
2: I watched wait, it a so second time. So you hadn't watched it. Yeah. Until you were sticking around after the Halloween episode of The Simpsons you watched the Halloween episode of Bob's Burgers.
4: Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. And so I watched the Halloween episode. Is we, we this where they go trick-or-treating on the island? On Bob's Harbor. Yeah, Bob's Harbor. Full, full bars, bars? Full bars? <laughs> and the you know? teenagers come was out after them
3: with water balloons. And that all was stuff. so
4: relatable to me, like that feeling of, did I just King-size candy yeah. bars, like full-size, size? not the little mini-size? Yeah.
3: And even the, the costumes they're wearing are very punny. I think that's oh, the yeah. mummy mommy and stuff like that. It's so great. It's yeah. so great.
4: I'm Queen Latifah <laughs> during her <laughs> I can't remember. To go
3: back to roots hair and yeah. like very oh, after It's so great.
4: It's good. So I I I watched the episode. I T T-voted. it. I grabbed my wife. I had just finished it and I was like, Come watch this with me. I watched it a second time. My kids are like, What are you guys watching? I watched it a third time. And then watched it again when it was actually Halloween. And then I was like, I'm never missing another episode of this show. So I was keyed in from that moment on. Watching watching the show.
3: A holiday one's a good way to, to enter. And absolutely. Halloween's a great one Oh, enter. absolutely.
4: Yeah. In that episode, Teddy uh, does a murder... Uh, he actually does a Halloween party at his oh house. and that's right. And it's a, everything It's orange. a black and orange party. And he has a guinea pig. And he insists the guinea pig be black and orange as well to fit the party. <laughs> and, so, and then the guinea pig dies. And so he's got like this big investigative... <laughs> they murder to figure mystery. out yeah an actual murder that mystery is fake that, Who murder killed mystery my guinea party, party. Uh, and Bob uh, did
3: it come in a halloween costume so he made him put on a like this big fat guy <laughs> costume it is oh that, that's a good one
4: it's really good
2: and that's that's the solid hallmark it's not just silly gags but the writing the setup of it i mean the irony of you actually end up with a murder mystery at your murder fake murder mystery party and the and the characters so mm-hmm. let's let's before we go to break, let's just set a quick background of the characters. So Bob Belcher, Linda Belcher, they're married, they have three kids, they run the restaurant. But there's all these other side characters. Linda has a sister voiced by Megan Mullally called Gail. Mm-hmm. Gail is too many people that I know personally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but cat she's lady. she's single,
2: the cat lady. She's we'll very contact. clueless to a lot that now the clueless part, I, the people I know that I love, Kat, but it's just, she's enough of a caricature that it's, it's really funny. And Megan Mullally the perfect voice for it. She's mm-hmm. clueless. She doesn't like Bob. Bob doesn't really like her, but they don't hate each other. They just don't like to be around each other. Yeah. And Linda is of course in the middle. Cause Linda is a pleaser. She wants to make everybody happy. Um, You've got uh, Bob's dad, who owned a burger shop. We got to meet him hey, a Bob. couple of times. But the main characters are really um, Teddy, who comes to the restaurant every day. In the early seasons, Mort, the guy who runs the uh, mortuary, Mort's Mort, mortuary, the mortuary, right? Yeah, another Mort pub. Next door. Uh-huh. Every episode, you're going to see a sight gag of the, the place on the right of Bob's Burgers when you're facing it. No business ever stays for more than
4: an <laughs> no. episode. Mm-hmm. The left side is Mort, the mortician. That never changes. The exterminator always comes with a different exterminator name. Yep.
2: And it's clever it, like it, The Simpsons. Like it's your TV shows and stores on The Simpsons, you know, if, if that's something that you found funny, Sporticus, you know, from the sporting goods store. They're really good at that Me on too. Bob's Burgers as well. Uh, so Teddy, the handyman who really, you know, Bob always tr- kind of tries to keep Teddy at arm's length. Like, but Teddy really wants to be part of the family. He really is his it's, best friend. He He's is. He fights friend. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he eats that, at but. Bob's Burgers every day. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he was the staunchest defender of the restaurant when somebody wrote Bob's Burgers is crap in the latest episode. <laughs> it gives Bob a crisis of confidence that a customer would come in and then write on the wall of his restaurant that it's no good. Uh, and Teddy's willing to go into the bathroom right after anybody else uses it to see if they've written on the wall again. Uh, so... Uh, and then at the school, you've got Mr. Frond, the guidance counselor who Louise always ends up butting heads with. You've got uh, Jimmy Pesto, who owns the Italian restaurant across the street that is always busy,
3: mm-hmm. even though it's and bad. He food. is Bob's yeah. arch
2: enemy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Although they get along occasionally. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jimmy's son, Jimmy Jr., is Tina, the daughter's crush. And Jimmy Jr.,
1: uh, who <laughs> <laughs> we got a clip of Jimmy Jr. here. You got to hear it. Yeah, makes me feel like dancing.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jeju! Oh. Faster! Bandy oh. Warehouse! I... Pin up feelings! I... Footloose! It. <laughs> Don't tell me not to dance, Dad!
2: <laughs> Straight out of Footloose. To the point they animated him exactly the way Kevin Bacon danced in Footloose in the in the scene where he dances in the barn. Jimmy's animation is exactly perfectly choreographed to that. And then you heard Zeke, which is Jimmy's best friend, who I'm pretty sure is in the closet, <laughs> but he's always wrestling. Um, and then you've got, got uh, his brothers, Andy and Ollie, Andy and Ollie. Mm-hmm. So, so those are the, are the ones sisters. voiced by the Silverman's and they're just, they're Louise's age
4: and they're,
3: they're not that bright, They're kind
4: of like robots, <laughs> but not very bright robots. <laughs> so I want to, if I can interject. So uh, with the kids, Bob and Linda's kids, you have uh, Tina, Jean and Louise 13, and 11,
3: nine.
4: Yeah. And did you guys did you guys get the feeling that they were kind of the main characters of the of the movie? I I felt that a little bit.
3: I think they they really tried to get you know we don't want to get too much of spoilers yet. They each of them had their own storyline to follow, but it was it was definitely a lot more of the kids, in my opinion. So. I
4: I felt well at least that, that was my vibe, and so like they well, but the, the group of episodes are that way too. There's, <laughs> there's, there's always kind of there's a, the
2: A storyline and the B storyline in just about any sitcom episode, and the A storyline is the one that they write up in the you know Bob. Uh, Bob's Burgers has a sinkhole in front of the restaurant. Yeah. That would be the A storyline, but the B storyline is figuring out,
4: you know, the rel- mystery, the relations or whatever right. things like that. So I was just going to say, that's where you get a lot of the extra characters of the kids' friends. Like regular size Rudy. Yes.
0: Not to be confused.
4: Why do they call you regular-sized Rudy? Well, look at me.
3: <laughs>
2: You've got uh, Miss Lebon. I mean, they're, they're just quirky characters. That That's what part of the fun is. And, you know, when I watched it, I felt, I. I kind of felt like this was like what three dudes who were trying to come up with the idea for something, three college buddies, like trying to come up with an idea for a show. And they came up with the idea for the show. And as they're writing the characters, they're just trying out voices. And then they just <laughs> stuck with it. They like didn't hire it out. They didn't like, hey, you know, we should get somebody. To- no, I'll just do it. I'm Linda. All right. <laughs> well, he, and, you know, he
3: actually would do YouTube videos of, he was making fun of his mom. Yeah, he's doing, <laughs> that yeah.
2: was what Linda's voice is, him yeah, making fun yeah. of his mom. So there's videos of the oh, actor. See, I didn't even know that. Name?
3: Um, I'll look it up. It's on my document. Um, but of him pretending to be his mom out at the beach and stuff, very New Jersey kind of sound to it. And that kind of just, Grew into Linda.
2: John Roberts. There
3: you go. I knew it was John, but I'm like, there's another John too, so.
2: Jocelyn. And then, of course, you've got uh, Tina's rivals at school are Mm -hmm. Tammy and Jocelyn. Uh, Tammy is uh, Jenny Slate, who does great. She, you'd remember her if you'd seen um, uh, Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. She played uh, Jean-Ralphio's sister, (laughs) uh, Mona Lisa Saperstein, and she was, actually, she was in a really funny movie this year called, uh, she was with uh, Charlie Dagg. Now, I can't think of the name of the title, but- Uh. But anyway, she she has a very high nasally voice, but it it really works well as like a the the rival that the girl would have in high school, the ones who are popular. And the oh my gosh!
3: Girl, but also your friend—that's so
2: weird, of a frenemy. But yeah, um, we've got uh, Mr. Odor, the owner, Kevin Klein, his brother Felix, who's the Zach Galifianakis, order. who's like just a clueless guy. Um, let's see, Sergeant Bosco, Sergeant Bosco, voiced by Gary Cole, the, the police officer for the town. Uh, that's re- that's probably it as far as like the most common Hugo people. shows up right? Hugo inspector and Ron Hugo? does, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was hoping he would second. be more in- those two because Hugo at- liked Linda back in the day before Bob won her hand but he just turns out to be the health inspector so he hates Bob for stealing Linda away from him and he also has the power to shut down their restaurant at any point but <laughs> fortunately he's not too bright so that's That's the basic cast. Hopefully, the idea of these things are quirky enough uh, that you'll give it a shot. But uh, this portion of our podcast was for those of you who didn't know anything about Bob's Burgers and wanted to – we wanted to kind of give you a primer before we go into talking about the movie and then talking about some of our favorite parts over the course of the series of Bob's Burgers. So – we all agree, give it a chance. I listened to Jeff. You should listen to Jeff too. If you want, start with season three, but I think you're fine if you start with season one. So when we get back, we'll talk more about the Bobs Burgers movie here on Fan Effect. Fan Effect, we're talking about Bob's Burgers in general, and we're about to get specific to Bob's Burgers, the movie. Uh, again, a quirky show that when you give it a chance, it can be really, really funny. Here's another clip
1: from Bob's Burgers. It's to get her legs waxed. Hi.
0: Oh, phew. I mean, not that I don't want to wax you, but no, I have my limits.
1: Okay, well, you don't have to be rude.
0: Why don't we just take you in the back, sweetheart?
1: It's your job, you know. I'd wax you, Dad. Thanks, Gene.
2: Bob's a hairy man, let's just say that. (laughs) His mustache, his arms is back probably thankfully we don't see that. It reminds very
3: much. the fish odors of
0: their father. <laughs> There's all these many jokes
2: <laughs> I just love that it's the wharf owner's name is Fish Odor, you know? It's just Puns. clever stuff. Puns all over it's the great place <laughs> stuff. All right, so let's talk about Bob's Burgers, the Bob's Burgers movie. Let's do spoiler-free stuff for a little bit and then uh we'll go spoilers. Honestly, if you've never watched the TV show, you might as well get the movie spoiled because it's not going to really ruin anything. I think other than the the backstory on uh, Louise's uh, ears, I'm not sure what they revealed that we didn't. I mean, other than you were talking about how they explored more of the wharf, so we know a little bit more about
4: the wharf, but. There's an emotional payoff. Yeah. There's definitely an emotional payoff. And I can't believe they got me. Like, that actually hit me a little bit. When are, that part came on, I was like, wow.
3: Are we spoiling or.
4: I don't know. What do you think?
0: <laughs> uh,
4: I don't think we need to. Do we? Okay. Well, okay. I don't. Know. No,
0: let's just talk about don't okay, do it. First of all, okay, did you like okay. the movie? Yes. Spoiler free. Yes. yes. So Absolutely. fans
2: of the show, yes. love the movie or liked the movie? Love,
3: loved it. Kelly laughs. So fans of the show episode.
2: know this. It, it did feel kind of like a long episode, but it was probably going to be that way no matter
4: what. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my which worry also, going in. Which also, I said this to you when the movie got out. I said it makes it feel like canon. It makes it makes it mm-hmm. feel like it belongs with the series. Oh, it as opposed to a one-off show?
2: or something yes. like that, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that they'll never refer to again. Like, stuff that happens in here, Is you can relevant. see them referring to it in future episodes of the TV show. Because really, uh, the Simpsons movie, while funny, not very memorable. I honestly don't remember exactly what the plot was about, except for they put a bubble over Springfield. Like, but I don't remember how they got to that point. Yeah. I, I don't remember, other than a couple of lines here and there, spider pig, spider pig, that stuck. But, I mean... The Simpsons has been on for 30 years and they've had one movie and it was fine, but not like memorable. And that's my concern going into this was I've liked Bob's Burgers. It's been on 12 years now. Mm. Would this feel like an episode of the TV show? Would it feel like it justifies itself in existing? I was really surprised that they were making one because I didn't feel like the stories themselves lent to a longer format. I like, they're just fine to be half hour things like I mean, they're they're supposed to be little tiny life slices of problems like even in the movie you know in the trailer it talks about how all right well if we're gonna talk about the movie might as well play the uh, clip from the trailer
1: Ta-da! fresh hot burgers sexy burgers lynn why it's summer and sex sells baby big things are coming for summer Tina. take off those bulky jeans to be more aerodynamic oh you're doing it already great big things like that heat rash you get sometimes you have seven days to make your payment seven it's gonna be
4: okay Bob
1: Louise don't go down there it's dangerous Ah! Ah! did you mean to wave your arms all over the place while falling into the hole because if so you nailed it
0: yes it all went great this is getting awkward son of a butt Mm, that feels nice
1: I know I know
0: (laughs) don't rub my sesame seeds off
1: I won't don't worry
0: they're a cute couple
1: eh I give them a year
3: That
0: is like, honestly, that clip
2: there gives you a snapshot of most of the characters and really the kind of stuff you'd see in all the different episodes of the TV show, to be quite honest. Like that, that's kind of how I I spliced that together from a couple of trailers. But um, Bob talking to his burgers. He loves his burgers. They talk back to him. That's one of the funnier things that happens even in the show, but let alone the movie. Um, Gene coming in with just the weirdest sides that he just like. He's not thinking. Everyone's thinking along one line, and Jean's like maybe on a parallel track, sort of, but also maybe like veered off to the far left somewhere, the far right. He's just not all, but he but he has a quick one line rejoinder for just about everything. Yeah, he does. Uh, and then Linda just clueless. I mean, she's got a but burger so costume with joy. a bikini on it, but yeah, she's just like she's so enthusiastic and genuine that you can't help but she'll she'll fart and be like, oh, I farted. I shouldn't have. Did. Like. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I think a little bit of pee just came out. Like stuff <laughs> she announces to everybody. Just like <laughs> boundaries, man. It's so so we we got uh, in Bob's Burgers the movie. The Belchers, as always, are coming up short on rent, but this time uh, they're coming up short because they need to pay for the equipment. So this is a separate from their rent. This is a loan that they have due for uh, all, the all the all the yeah. yeah all the restaurant equipment that they need to run the business, and they have to get. Uh, payment by a certain date. They have seven days. They have mm-hmm. seven days. That's what it was. And um, Just like or the else they, they're they repossessing all the equipment, which means they won't be able to sell burgers, which means they won't be able to pay their rent, which then means they'll get kicked out. So big yes. stressors, big stressors. Yeah. They
3: have the worst of luck. And what and then
2: happens? a sinkhole <laughs> opens in front of the restaurant. <laughs> now, from that point on, uh, so that means we get to see Mr. Fish Oder and his brother, um, uh, Mr. Fish Oder. We get to see Calvin and Felix. Mm-hmm. Felix voiced by Zach Galifianakis, looks like Elton John and acts like, I've been trying to figure out who he acts like. He's like the rich, clueless, dumb brother. Mm-hmm. The, Whereas Fish is the calculating
4: rich man. Yeah. Felix is the clueless rich man, big spender. This He felt the most elevated of all the characters for me. Felix, Felix became hilarious in this. Oh, really? See, I thought he yeah. was hilarious even in the TV show. Oh, absolutely. Oh, was, I mean, like, so great. I have. you're not going to hear me gripe about the TV show while, <laughs> on this podcast. But in the There movie, will be no official record of me I, ever seeing a I negative kept, thing. <laughs> I kept watching it thinking, who's going to be my favorite performance in it? And I I think it's Felix just because he was so funny in it.
3: Mm-hmm. I love the interaction between those two. they They are yeah. the funniest of brothers, funniest of friends, like – Love it, love it, <laughs> love it.
2: <laughs> I was surprised that Kevin Klein was the voice of Fish Odor and, mm-hmm. and voiced it all through the series. Like I thought that was really cool. I thought yeah. for a show that didn't have anybody else I'd ever heard of, that was a pretty big get. Yeah, for because sure. Because he was
4: in early episodes, too. Which makes me think, for, for anybody who's watching the movie who hasn't followed the series, this is a lot of characters, so that might be yeah. kind of daunting, just trying to like keep track of how many characters there are. And in that same... In that same breath, if you're a fan of the series, you're probably going to watch it thinking, "Wait, where was this character?" Yes, Where that was, this was this character? You're going to miss characters, yeah. whereas there's a lot. That's right? a, that's a good point. Yeah, and I didn't have a problem with it because I felt like it lent to the story. Mm-hmm. So just like in the episodes where you don't have some characters present, uh, there's just some characters that, when you think about it, they don't really fit in the story being told. They Correct. Would, and you know, if you look back at the Simpsons movie, that's something I didn't care everything for. Everybody's in, in, every, everybody. in it. Everybody crammed everything in it, even when it's senseless. They don't do that in this. I actually appreciated that. But I did it, miss Gail, first of all. Yeah. I really yeah. wanted Gail. And I forgot
2: till they were showing the closing credits, even though they didn't have lines. Cranky old uh, yarn lady, the yes. one who owns the Edith. yarn craft yeah. store and who with her, with her sweet husband who she just bullies <laughs> all over the place. And she's cranky about literally everything. I, I, I didn't realize that I missed yeah. her until I saw her at the end. I was like, oh, that's right. cranky. Yeah. I don't even know what her name
4: is, honestly. Edith. Edith, Yeah, no Edith. And what's uh, her husband's name? I bet you know. Uh, <laughs> ah, you got, got me. You. Shoot, hold on. Howard? I don't know. I want to say Hank. Mm.
3: Hank Howard. Hank Howard. Something We're
4: like closed. That. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, uh, this, this part bugged me. Uh, Mickey is in the movie, but he's not voiced by Bill Hader. And if Mickey you, is a carney who works at the, uh, wharf. the wharf. Yeah. If you saw that episode, there's an episode in the latest season where Mickey appears and you hear his voice. And if you're a fan of the character, you probably heard it right away. You're like, that's not Bill Hader. That's not the same voice. Well, they changed it in the episode he also? He wasn't available. He had a conflict for the episode. Uh, They'd already animated it. It was too much work to take him out of the episode. And so Lauren Burchard, the the series creator lent his voice. He felt like it'd be a disservice to hire somebody to do a Bill Hader impression. And so he did it. So he did a Bill Hader impression? No, it was somebody else. And I mean, they did a fine job, but it's Bill Hader. It's a really big, it's like you don't replace uh, certain character voices because they're so unique. And that, that got me a little bit. And I didn't notice
2: that. I didn't, I just wasn't as familiar. I, I think I thought, I feel like I know that character, but I didn't know. Uh, I didn't notice that that wasn't the right voice.
4: And he's not in it a ton. You know. It's not it's not something that's if that sounds like something that would bug you, Mickey's not in it a lot. He's mm-hmm. in it for a couple of scenes, a few minutes. How did your family take the news when Whenever you told they them? A, they a crook took time. it hard. <laughs> 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 they asked me, so who wasn't in it? And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, there's no gale. Mm. Everybody's upset. I was like, and Mickey's not voiced by Bill Hader. My wife said, why am I going to see this? Huh? like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. It's really, that's really solid.
3: Oh, that's so great.
2: So for me, I tried to watch the movie like, okay, because I more recently than you guys what came into it as, I don't know what this is. So I was trying to say, okay, if I didn't know anything about Bob's Burgers, how would I, how would this movie how would I perceive this movie? Because I thought the filmmakers had to understand that this was going to a broader audience than their core group that watch it every week. So they were going to, because they're going to need it to in order to do a movie, you got to bring in more than just your, 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 whatever your ratings point is. But I thought, okay, so they're going to have to acknowledge the fact that people aren't going to know these characters and they're going to have to figure out what are the things they need to explain and then try to do it organically through the writing. They did that pretty well with the ears because that became an issue right at the beginning of the of the uh, movie but it also became an issue in a way that it was a different character who you didn't know who could bring it up because all the kids on the playground already knew in fact that's part of the joke is when somebody says something about it then they're all whoa 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 mr franz ready to go like to defcon 3 because uh you know this with louise in her ears is like a subject you never you never touch even even the adults are afraid to bring it up even their parents are afraid to bring it up
4: i was thinking about this and i Yesterday, I was thinking, wh- who would be the, the character or characters that you just wouldn't understand if you didn't follow the show? And I think maybe the only thing that would really be confusing is, why do the kids know a carney? Like, how do they know Mickey? <laughs> how how are they that. friends with a carny? Why is that a thing? Hey, it's right down the street from them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you, can, you could write it off as that. That's probably the only relationship that they don't give any context to. They're just suddenly friends with this, <laughs>
2: this older guy. Yeah, that could be coming across as kind of creepy. That's a good point. <laughs> So as I watched it, I thought, okay, they've addressed the ears because that was my first thought. Why does she have the ears? They never addressed it. I stopped thinking about it, but you only have you know, less than two hours. So I've had t- 10, eight years or however long <laughs> I've been watching it uh, to just sort of forget about it and it doesn't – I don't care one way or the other. Um, but we – I'll tell you. The thing that got me immediately and I thought, oh, this is probably going to be the biggest turnoff. I, I've told you guys about it off air. It was mm-hmm. – I knew they were going to go into the song because that is part of the show. I don't know how they could have prepared people better. They kind of got into a song pretty quick into the movie.
0: It was a
3: good song, too. Um, I'm going to get the soundtrack as soon as it's out. It's (laughs) going to be added to my massive collection of their soundtracks
2: (laughs) already. That's
4: good. Yeah. But then they got dancing, and it looked weird. On social media, that's how they campaigned it. They said, we're making a movie that's going to be a murder mystery uh, musical.
0: Okay. that's how they... Okay, that's how and they that's campaigned. what it was. It that's definitely was. Exactly what it was. It that's really was. what
4: justified... When you ask the question, what's the purpose of making a movie from this TV show? That's the purpose. You get a full-length musical. That's that's really that's why it point. exists. Okay, okay. So you it's like a musical. The, if you like the singing episodes where the characters are you know, busting into songs, you know, there's maybe a dozen of them. Uh, if you like those episodes, you're probably going to love this movie.
2: But I got to prepare you also. They... <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure they're written, <laughs> but when you listen, one of the one of the quirky things is is how the characters sing. But especially Linda, it's just like she sings whatever's in her head. It doesn't necessarily. It's not necessarily a song or a rhyme. It's it, sometimes it rhymes, but it's it's not slickly produced. It's not auto tune. Although they'll auto tune it oftentimes at the end of the episode during the credits. Whatever songs in the episode you're going to hear again during the credits, and we have. The, the songs are fine. I get used to that. You know, they, they kind of sing stream of consciousness and stuff, but it was the dancing. Like they just looked weird. And maybe it's because the animation was highly improved over the TV show, yeah, but that was the part I was just like, if I'm watching this for the first time, this dancing is, I'm going to be like, I, what, what have I done here? What have I done?
4: <laughs>
2: Why did I pick this movie? But maybe that's good. They get it out of the way early because then, you know, through the rest of it, it's a solid story. I thought it was a solid story. But again, I can't not see it completely as a as a non-fan because I've seen too many like stuff
4: was making yeah, you hard. and I were laughing it's hard to step out sometimes loudly where the people around us weren't necessarily yeah. laughing. Yeah, just character nods, just like little little isms that they That they do in the episodes and they do it in the movie. And and obviously Kellyanne's dad was laughing, belly
2: laughing, as she mentioned. But but you and I were, I remember, I was like, I'm glad I watched this with you because I would have laughed at this anyway, but it's always funner to laugh at it with someone else who's also laughing. Oh yeah, It's one of the challenges. My wife doesn't laugh at things that we watch together. And it was a bigger deal. We've been married 20 odd years now, but earlier in the relationship, in the marriage, we'd watch something and I'm just like laughing, laughing, laughing. And I look over at her, and she's just watching. And I'm like, "Is this not funny to you?" And she's like, "Oh no, it's funny.
1: <laughs> you gotta laugh." You see me
2: smiling? I'm smiling. <laughs> she's like, "No, it's funny. The only thing I've ever got her to, I've ever watched her laugh at, with no like me giving her laughing on." Legally Blonde. She loves those movies. She thought those were... She laughed out loud. In fact, I was like, oh, we found something that you laugh out loud at. It was Legally Blonde. But yeah, so I much prefer to watch something funny with someone else who's laughing. Definitely. Very yeah. much so. And this, I thought, delivered that in spades. So, Bobsburg says, we don't want to spoil anything. Well, let's just stop there. It's a movie, a murder mystery musical. That's a good way to campaign it because that's really what it was with a bunch of quirky characters. Um... Honestly, I would, rec- I would recommend you um, watch some of the show to, to enhance your enjoyment of the movie. But if this is your first time, you get a good re- – I feel like you get a good representation of the show from the movie. So if you're watching it, and even if it's weird, but you find yourself laughing and you think some of that stuff is funny, you'll get that 12 years times 20 episodes. So you got lots of stuff that you could watch. It's a good entry
4: point, anyway. I mean, if you're if you're on the fence of where to go see the movie, go watch the TV show because it's free. Just you know, go watch one of the older episodes, see if you like it. Go watch Questronauts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you if you if you're laughing at that, you're you're probably going to enjoy the movie. Okay, I think that's fair. All right, so let's do this then. Let's
2: take our second break here, and then when we come back, we'll do some spoiler talk of Bob's Burgers, the movie, where we can actually dig into the stuff. This, of course, will be for the the, the patient, longtime Bob's Burgers fans who've stuck with us through all the stuff that we're telling you that you already know. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk about the stuff that you don't know or that, well, you'll have known after you watch the movie. Fan Effect, Andy Farnsworth, Jeff Wolf, Kellyanne Halverson. We're talking about Bob's Burgers, the Bob's Burgers movie. I mean, Bob's Burgers a movie. I'm not even going to correct myself if I do that again. It's just not worth the extra time. But all right, we've talked about what we thought of Bob's Burgers a movie from a spoiler free perspective. We liked it. Uh, Jeff, you, I thought, put it really well. You get a good sampling of the series. Watch an episode of the series if you're not sure about the movie or go see the movie and then see if you like the movie and then go and watch the series. You can work either way. Each one represents the other.
4: This isn't a Marvel movie. You're not going, oh, man, I have 30 movies to watch.
2: No, that's true. And because and really, that's that's an even better point since we're in the spoiler. We can talk about whatever. I didn't think there was anything other than when we find out what Louise's ears are made from that there wasn't. Any, I don't recall many references to anything else. I mean, laughing about Mr. Mm-hmm. Frond and his puppets is funny because, you know, Mr. Frond has puppets. And so mm-hmm. when he's like, it's a puppet emergency,
4: go grab all of them, which is a joke that'll land even if you've never heard it before. Oh, you just yeah. be like, oh, he's a guidance counselor that uses puppets. <laughs> yes. Well, and you, do,
3: you do get a, a bit more into Bob's mom, which we never really have talked about before. So you, you do get that a little bit in there.
2: Okay, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't recall them ever mentioning his mom. He,
3: he may Jeff had to remind house me after.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeff yeah, had to remind me after the and, movie, and like he said,
3: after his mom died and stuff, because he wasn't as close to Big Bob and stuff. So yeah,
4: I remember you bringing that up after mm-hmm. after we came out of the theater. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He talks about her in that episode, uh, The Last Gingerbread House on the Left.
3: Which is hilarious. That's
4: fairly recent one, that one. That uh, name sounds...
3: Several, several seasons Christmas ago. Christmas Christmas, yeah. Yeah. It's when Bob has, it gets pulled into the gingerbread competition at the Fish owner's <laughs> house and it has one of the best montages of uh, gingerbread these houses rich, being dis-
4: destroyed. These rich, ridiculous characters that all our friends with Mr. Fish Owner and... Um,
3: they're competing to pet a polar albino yeah. oh, polar bear. I have bear. cuddled
4: a rhino baby. <laughs> Even though I have
3: the, the voice there. And they won't let Felix play. It's pretty funny.
4: <laughs> yeah, there's there's not a lot of uh, moments where you'd be confused as to what was going on. It's a pretty Other than what you said about storyline. the carny. Yeah, mm-hmm. about the carny. Yeah, you, you might be wondering what on earth. But, th- but you also kind of let those. it
3: go because it's such a zany place yeah, it is. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
4: Yeah. Exactly. So, so the
2: B storyline, the A storyline is the Belchers need to pay off the mortgage, mm-hmm. Yeah. and the sinkhole makes that nearly impossible because, of course, in only Bob Belcher <laughs> fashion, the sinkhole is exactly the width of his restaurant, so you can't get in. So you're going to have to come through the alley, and fortunately, Teddy's there to help t- <laughs> to enthusiastically tell people how to get through the alley and into the back their, door of the restaurant.
4: Their first thought is, let's go ask Mr. Fish Odor. For an for, extension. Yeah, for an extension mm-hmm. on the rent. And he agrees and then he immediately gets arrested for murder.
3: Yes, because th- what is what did they because find in the sinkhole? As, well, but, but that's to say,
4: so the B
2: storyline is uh, Louise is accused of not being brave and she because she won't do the thing where you sit on the, the bar and then you, you fall backwards and then you hang dead by your drop. knees, dead mm-hmm. man's drop. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows she won't do it because they know that means that her ears will fall off. Mm-hmm. And we find out... At least um, Louise's perspective on why she wore the ears in the first place. We Mm -hmm. found that out early in the movie. She wore it because on her first day of preschool, she was so scared and her mom gave her the ears so she'd be brave. And so Mm -hmm. now she starts questioning. herself. that's why I thought it was clever to just bring that up right away. Get that going in the movie. This is why she wears the ears. So for us long-time watchers it's a payoff for somebody else that at least explains the thing that's mm-hmm. the weird thing
3: well and it was such an interesting thing too because you always think of of louise as kind of more of a brave person and yet she's doubting that oh yeah she's herself. like a fearless yeah.
2: angry mm-hmm. like grown-up in fact <laughs> speaking of that i'm so
0: excited to hear which one which one all right <laughs> hey quick question you ever seen john wick yeah why? Well I'm John Wick, and Gene is my puppy. And you're those guys who did something to the puppy. I'm not sure what, because I only saw the trailer, but I know enough about it to know that you're gonna pay. Pay! <laughs>
2: That's Louise. I mean, that's, okay. a, that's a great illustration of Louise. She loses her temper a lot. She's also really intelligent. She's sort of the cunning one of the group. She can manipulate Gene and Tina a lot of times into doing what she wants. But will not let anybody else do it. No. That's true. No. She, that's her job. And at the same time, she's also like still a little girl at times. I mean, yeah. uh, the whole thing with Boo Boo and Boys for Now, like her, her fascination with, with the boys group, but not admitting it and... Um, she she's nice Kobe. to Rudy. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes she's rude to Rudy, but, you know, she's as brusque and, you know, manipulative as she can be. She's also like really nice and surprisingly loyal. And uh, as we find out, um, as Bob finds out after they slough uh, school for a
1: day. I'm glad we touched. That was fun.
0: Me too. Let's do it again sometime. Like, maybe when you're old and senile, I'll close the restaurant and come spring you from the nursing home. What? Sorry, I didn't want to do it, but Gene and <laughs> Tina put you in a nursing home, and not one of the nice ones either.
1: No, you said you'd be running the restaurant.
0: Oh, no, I was just saying... You're
1: taking over the family business?
0: <sighs> yeah, right. Ha!
1: Admit it. You look up to me.
0: No! Stop! Oh! You are ruining our perfect day right
1: now oh my god am i your hero oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so
2: and great. that's the yin and yang of uh, louise she's always trying to get out of doing the restaurant chores mm-hmm. um i'm amazed you know as, as somebody who's like a chore monster for my kids <laughs> how willing bob and linda are to let the kids get out of stuff yeah <laughs> like i'm I wish I could be like them. And I'm sure my kids wish that I could be like them, but, uh, but I'm not. So, so Louise starts to question her own bravery and she starts to question like, am I? And then of course the girl calls her a baby. And that's when everybody's like, Whoa, you use the B word. (laughs) And, uh, for Louise, the B word is baby. Uh, and so we go from there. So Louise wants to prove her bravery, so she goes down into the sinkhole. That's where the clip from the trailer where did you mean to wave your arms? Because you nailed it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> She's got her glow in the dark. What are those things? That's actually so. You copy? That that scene. Coping, I have that's one. Right for what it's uh, for what it's worth, uh, you should be aware uh, there is no photosensitivity warning on this movie. Uh, I actually don't think studios do a well enough job of putting those on. Uh, just to give a heads up to anybody who's got really? a photosensitivity issue. So in that scene, if you if that applies to you, um, she's in the sinkhole and she's got a light and the light starts to give out. And so you got this this effect on the screen where the oh, light's pulsing blinking. on and off. Mm-hmm. And Do it, you have a sensitivity to that? My wife does, actually. So we, we are oh. super keyed into this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it sets the tone because she's already in this scary sinkhole and then the light starts to give out and it's mm-hmm. pumping on and off. And, you know, you get that haunted house effect, you know, where you're losing your vision and then it comes back on and something mm-hmm. scary appears. Uh, like a but, skeleton? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna, yeah. <laughs>
3: We're That's spoiling, a little scary so for, kids. Right. For, yeah. for kids. For kids, I'd be scary.
4: Right. So if you have that, this, it's not to the point where it's going to cause a seizure, but it's it's probably going to cause a headache. So just be aware when that scene Are you going to tell your up. wife to shut her eyes? Yeah, I am. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So if, when you get to that scene in the sinkhole and she's got the, the glow stick down there, just be aware there's going to be a, a photosensitivity moment where- it's interesting, if you, you got that problem. Followed. You're probably gonna get a headache if you if you watch it. Maybe avert your eyes, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't last very long, it's maybe 10 seconds. And yeah, so they find the they skeleton. Find a skeleton, which is then the reason that which Mr. Is, Fish showed her. It By goes the way, in his mouth. as the movie begins, it it's a genuinely in. scary moment because right? the skeleton is falling out of the ground like it's it's on the water in wall, the mud, onto right? Onto her. right her. Of the mud, oh. and it's falling onto her, and then the teeth start falling into her out, mouth. Into her mouth. Oh. Sometimes Bob's Burgers. Just goes for scary moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pre- you'll remember the wolf
0: episode. Yes, one, yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Or the uh, where the um, another Halloween episode where Tina's class dissects pigs. Oh, that's actually a genuinely. scary I've episode. only watched that
3: one watch, but once because it was like, nah, I, yes. I had a.
4: They spoofed Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's actually kind of scary.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Wow, but it's still. Trying. I don't even remember. But that like, life
3: can be scary at times it, too. So it's it bothered like, if my because...
4: kids. It was like watching a scary movie for them. And then the next Halloween, they're like, can we watch the, the pig episode? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that, by the way, Ed, as the movie opens, we see a murder take place at the wharf.
1: Yes.
4: Uh, Flashback. Six years ago. Yes,
2: six, six years, years before. Yeah,
1: six years ago. Which,
2: right. <laughs> so what, that puts it in uh, uh, 1984. <laughs> because, you know, it's 12 years and they haven't aged at all. <laughs> 12 years in real life and they haven't aged at all on the TV show. It's a joke.
0: Laugh. Now, obviously ama-
2: not as good as the Bob's Burgers writers. All <laughs> right. I need to keep working on this.
4: You'll be all right. So right. That'd be amazing if uh, season six was the first appearance of uh, of of the killer.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. That's true. They could set this up whenever they want. They could maybe refer to the movie. So Mr. Fishoater gets arrested because I don't even remember why he gets arrested other than it was buried in front of a property that he owned. Uh, which then, of course, throws a wrench in the Belcher's plans to get an extension, except for it kind of does help. Because it was a
3: Carney at his Carney, at his carnival, and he'd been seen arguing that day.
2: Right, that's right. And the Carney said that the, they'd seen fish odor arguing, so mm-hmm. that it, the evidence pointed to him. And oh, because they there. recognized it was a Carney that died, and the yeah. other Carneys recognized yeah. that he'd been missing since then.
3: And, like, they'd they'd know a gun was shot. It was all sorts of different stuff that they had found there. So so it was it was pointing to a fish odor. Yeah. And so, so Mr. Do-
4: Fish odor gets arrested, and now they don't have their their loan. They don't have yeah. that that wave of the rent. and the poor guy at the bank. Yeah. <laughs> Please leave now. And then the sinkhole. They have no business. So Teddy makes the food cart. Yeah, so yes. selling burgers on the road.
3: And Linda gets her outfit. <laughs> and they on decide you.
4: to say because it's the big Wonder Wharf celebration. So if they can
2: set up the food, tr- the food cart. In front of the entrance, they can make some money and get people to like them because the burgers are good. Obviously, to the people there. but <laughs> well, he
3: wins awards all the time. Is in magazines. Like, I would go to his restaurant. Come on, but people. he doesn't
2: win them in the show magazines. Inside the show. It, hey, remember the hundredth
3: episode? Yes, Skip yeah, Marooch gets him in an interview with a uh, Coasters magazine, and yeah. he gets glued to the toilet, which is one of the funniest episodes ever. Bad things Bad happen stuff in, the
4: happens in the bathroom. <laughs> this
3: stuff happen in a vacuum. Cat. By the way, this is
2: a dead on of what it's like in the episode. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, they're not. If you're like, oh, that's not a very really good scene. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it is in the episode. Oh, hey, I'm harsh.
0: <laughs> like,
2: Jeff, you're a nice guy. Those are my best but, pipes. Uh, I mean. <laughs> You, you weren't off key, but I mean, there was
4: there was some, some timing love, issues and rhythm. Between I love the how two Teddy two. and Linda are just full on in on, the, on selling the burgers, and Bob keeps going. We don't have a license for that. Yeah. they start building, the and grill, then of the course better. Ron shows up. <laughs> yes.
0: The health Ron inspector.
4: And, uh, Ron and Ron and Hugo show up right day one of selling burgers on the street illegally.
3: They're there. They are. Nobody, Lita, nobody Lita, will she...
4: ask him. Nobody will ask except Hugo and Ron. Actually, only Hugo. They're making or... their
2: customer hide behind the grill. Like, Am right. I going with right you?
3: Yes. Yeah. And they start selling on the wharf. Oh, it's so good. Being chased by carnies.
2: So Tina and, Le, uh, Tina and Louise and Gene and have to go essentially solve the mystery themselves. With Mr.
4: Fish Order behind bars. Yeah. With everything in peril. Uh, the different angles. The parents are trying to raise money through selling burgers. The kids are trying to get Mr. Fish Order free from his innocent. Now it's like maybe Felix did it. Yeah. Because they talk to the carnies and the carnies say, you know, Felix was there too. Mm-hmm. That As takes we've
3: established them- in the Gingerbread episode, they usually don't let Felix play. So yeah, why well, was why well, was a, he there with the carnies and
4: right? And a great nugget for for those who watch the show is that when they go to look for Felix, he's hiding in his tree house yes. extension to the mansion.
0: <laughs> this made the, to look like right. the mansion
4: with the laundry cart that attaches, so he can return his dirty dishes and la- or no, his laundry is the catapult. And then he has got right, the dirty right. dishes go on the cart. And he's
3: talking to Fanny, his girlfriend that's been released from jail on the phone.
4: <laughs> that's I right. Who so is still voiced by is
3: it Key or Pill, which one of them?
4: Oh I was thinking of the girlfriend. Uh, it's um Isn't it uh, Stephanie Beatrice? No. Chloe Barbash, who's Chloe? No, she's an SNL alum. Nah, I can't remember. So it's very incriminating because Felix looks like he's running away with his girlfriend and he looks like he's running away with the family fortune. So yes, because it, 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 it
2: benefits him to have Calvin arrested so that he can take over the fortune yeah. that Calvin doesn't let him be a part of and only gives him an allowance and can cut it off. at any time.
0: We have established he's tried
3: to do that before. He tried to kill his brother before. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um,
3: in War Horse, the best episode ever, the two-parter. Uh, and he, also we know that he's the one that poked out Fish Odor's eye. That, uh, yeah, Calvin's eye. And
4: that's when the kids go and they uh, try to recruit Sergeant Bosco. To help Sergeant Bosker, voiced by Gary Cole, who
2: is hilarious. He was, uh, to me, he's most famous for being uh, the dad on the Brady Bunch movie.
4: But. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that was the But same he's guy.
2: also more famous to everybody else as being Mr. Lumberg, the boss in Office Space. The one who's like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and need you to come in this year. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's, that's Gary nice, Cole.
4: Yeah, that's awesome.
2: He's got some good stuff. And he that's was the good. voice of Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Oh, okay. Which I thought was a hilarious cartoon for a few episodes, and then it got real old,
4: real fast. It got stale? Yeah. Yeah, so, Sergeant Bosco, I love it. He's getting teased by the police department because he's only in uh, burglary, and he doesn't do murders. So all the <laughs> murder detectives are <laughs> teasing him. So he's trying to <laughs> low-key stake out and solve the murder himself yeah. as a burglary guy. You get the one-eyed snakes. Yeah. Sergeant Bosco's doing an investigation on stolen... I, I can't remember. The one eyed
2: snakes is the biker gang, right?
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you
3: kids bugging that nice police officer? Entendre?
4: Yes. So you get Sergeant Bosco in, who has some.
3: Jordan Pill is Fanny's voice. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, so that's yeah, I what was I thought. way
2: off. I was thinking of, Yeah, I'm going to have to see. Another one, one where Fanny. the guy voices the girl, but it's somewhat so comedically hilarious. So but it works. Because they sound so unattractive, also. <laughs> Aziz Ansari was there for just a little bit as Daryl, the friend who's sort of been written out of the episodes ever since. See, I thought that I thought was played by Maya Rudolph.
3: There's so many good comedians that do voices in this show, and that's one of the the best part is when they do have a guest actor too. You know, The Simpsons will have like a special guest, and lots of times a celebrity pays plays the celebrity yeah. it's different here and i think how much fun must that be for these celebrity guests where they get to come in and just create the zany character and every once in a while they'll be brought back to do it jericho isn't that the horse isn't that paul rudd like it's so funny jericho. i love it <laughs>
2: that's right tina's horse <laughs> 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 oh such good stuff all right i want to hear bob rant
1: Oh, okay. You guys just go out into the night with a total stranger and I'll stay here. Great. I'm joking. I'm coming with you. And I I've never been this angry. You're all grounded for the rest of your lives. Oh, what a fun family outing. And none of you are allowed to talk to me tonight or maybe ever again. And you're not my children anymore and you're not allowed to come to my funeral. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So the mystery gets solved. It turns out it wasn't uh,
4: Felix or Calvin. It's, it was their cousin, the lawyer. Yeah. It's all paid off from that tooth. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Louise caught in her mouth. In her she ma-
2: deserved and then she kept, the kept it. She kept it. Because it was like a weird shaped tooth. Yeah. And it turns out that the lawyer had a scar on his wrist for where he got bit on the night by, by the that carny, carny and that the tooth matched it up. So Louise saves the day. Uh, the belchers get, uh, an extension on their rent, which they then use that money to pay for the uh, loan. Uh, I mean, when they, when it's all said and done, it's not like they, that everything's hunky dory. It's not like they now own the restaurant. And the building, it's not like all the loan is paid off. They were just able to make the payment so they didn't lose everything, which I think is in keeping. They're never supposed to get ahead. They're never going to win the lottery. They're not supposed to win the lottery. It's just going to be people like supposedly everybody else who are just trying to make it day to day. You remember being in junior high like Tina's in junior high. Uh, you, You know, maybe you don't remember being a little kid like Louise because Louise is way too old for her age in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and then of course you (laughs) you've also got gene
1: all right
0: missy this better be good louise where's your sister tina's not here gene don't you sass me hey i don't even let dad talk to me like that
1: (laughs) we got here as soon as we could Gene, what are you doing here? They called me. No, they called me. I can't believe my daughter is the butler. I have no daughter. Oh, don't say that, Gene. Yes, he should say that.
0: Come on, she's down at the assembly trying to clear her name. Oh,
1: our lives were so much simpler before the Rugrats. We used to see movies. Lynn. Sorry, but it's true. <laughs>
2: Gene dressed exactly like his dad and starts acting like his dad.
3: He cuts himself a bald spot and glues the hair to his arm. (laughs) That's right. It's so good.
4: Uh, You guys mentioned when we we were finishing the movie in the theater that you thought the third act got a little long.
3: Yeah. That's like the only criticism I have. And then one song. Well, Bob, I mean, Andy. I don't feel good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's all right. I was just going to say, but Jeff, you pointed something out to me that I hadn't thought of. And that was, I haven't been in a movie in a long time where I laughed so hard all the way through it that maybe I was actually tired by the end of it. Like It's a real thing. Uh, I, if no,
4: that's it's an honest thing. I hadn't considered it, but that might be the case. My, my first time experiencing that was uh, when I saw Brian Regan perform live. And 30 minutes into his set, I'd laughed so hard I didn't have any more laughter. Like my face hurt. <laughs> and so there was a good 20 minutes of his set following that where I just sat stoic. Like, I was still laughing like, internally. It's funny. You were but laughing like broken. my wife does. Yeah, I was broken inside. <laughs> I was like, there was no emotion coming out of me. Just like, uh ah. Yeah, the movie can be <laughs> so funny at times that you, you're you just like gasping for breath. I actually, I found the third act really endearing. It all takes place at the Wonder Wharf. Uh, inside an aquatic ride that looks like a, it looks, it looks straight like out yellow of a submarine yeah, it's got a very cool look to it. <laughs> like
2: Felix is going to escape in a submarine yeah, to
4: wherever like he thinks he's going. A submarine the way they would have envisioned it in the 1800s. Like it, mm-hmm. it it, looks, I thought it looked like the yellow submarine from the Beatles. Yeah. And then there's like a a, a giant like prop octopus that's all <laughs> very kind symmetric. Of and Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very. Again, I, I loved how the Wonder Wharf became its own character and was so fleshed out and real i i'm I'm convinced that a lot of those the details ticket booth lady was pretty funny, too, yeah, she was. I'm convinced a lot of those details will stay in the show because mm-hmm. of how consistent they are, like that you'll see that ride like in the background at some point, you know,
3: we established that this ride's there, so we'll keep it going, the cyclone yeah the the, uh-huh. the molehill the uh everything the molehill. like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I really had a problem with with that is so we get the villain, we could you know. The, the lawyer cousin we've only seen twice before in the show. Um, and he sings his song that's basically his monologue of what he's doing evilly. And I couldn't understand the words. They were so high. They were so fast. And I'm like, oh, dang. Like, he I hate sings that the in climax, falsetto, doesn't he? He sings in falsetto, which I get why they would do it comedically-wise. But even my dad was like, I couldn't understand what he was saying. But I know Bob, so I know it's probably funny. So. Yeah. Like, that was the only thing that would, like, prevent me from giving this a 100% in A, whatever, is um, it did get a little slow at that point, and I wish I could have heard a little bit more about the villain's plan and everything, so...
2: Or could have understood more. Or could have understood It'll be better more. when you can watch it with subtitles.
3: Oh, and I always love watching things with subtitles anyway, yeah. so that is going to happen. And I'll see it tonight again. Again. Yay. Again
2: already, before it
4: comes out. Before Kellyanne out. will have seen it twice. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going again tomorrow. Yeah. I'm taking the family. I have my costume ready. We, so you're going to do it? You guys are going to, are you guys all going to do it? Yeah, our family of five went as, uh, the, as the Belcher family uh, to Halloween probably four years ago. And so- we have all the costumes. It's I so had, yeah, you know, for Bob, I had the giant spatula and I had a turkey.
0: Yes, so that he was love Thanksgiving? Like an
4: inflatable turkey. I couldn't believe I found an inflatable turkey on Amazon, but I <laughs> found one. Send that
3: to Andy. I <laughs> want to put it on our social.
4: Okay.
2: <laughs> so another funny thing, and since you're talking about turkey, this is the one thing we didn't mention in the last meeting that I actually do like about the show. I actually think the Thanksgiving episodes are the funniest ones. So they, they are, are. Yeah. Bob's obsession with cooking a turkey correctly and never getting, never really able to do it, and. Something's always gone wrong and he always has like this brilliant idea of how he's going to make the turkey like so perfect. And, you know, there's the episode where he gets sick on Thanksgiving and he puts the turkey in the toilet. (laughs) That's what led to the line from – Teddy of uh, my dad pot- potty trained me and it was the worst,
4: <laughs> worst seven years. <laughs>
3: well, I love how he always like, is talking to the food. He makes it a family thing on the Thanksgiving. They have the crime That's scene. That's where it starts, detective. right?
4: He's talking to his turkey.
3: Yes, yes, oh, yes.
4: Lance. That's a great, those are great <laughs> and ones. And so that, that you guys like the Halloween,
2: but I like the Thanksgiving episodes the best.
3: The Christmas has become like... Part of our our Christmas soundtrack routine now, like even our watching the Christmas episodes, building up to Christmas at our house. Like, really? there's this one stupid song um, where Fish Doctor sings a song about bourbon and the spirits of Christmas and stuff. <laughs> we don't even drink in my household, but all through Christmas season, you can hear oh, bourbon, That's bourbon, nice bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. The ice, yeah, the nice capades. Like it's, it's all great. the holiday it's, ones are great. Yeah. So,
4: I'll yeah, I'll honestly. It, I'm going to out my wife on this one. burgers plays every day at her house. Yes. Really? Like, sometimes it's all she'll want to watch.
3: Mm-hmm. It becomes well, like the background noise a lot of the time. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
4: yeah. I, I, that in future, it's our own proverbial bunny ears. We just don't <laughs> feel right don't without take it them playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like it. And you know what,
2: though? That's the whole point of this show is uh, celebrating fandom and all of its... What may work for you and doesn't work for somebody else. Mm. You know, Jeff's one of the biggest Batman fans that I know, like the biggest, like my favorite Jeff line about Batman is when he was playing Arkham City on the PlayStation and his wife says, Jeff, it's time for dinner. And Jeff was so wrapped up in the game and being Batman that he's like, I can't stop. If I don't rescue these people right now, (laughs) they will die. The Riddler's still on the loose. (laughs) I love that. And that's. You know, that's why when Bob's Burgers, the movie came out or when I saw that it was coming, I was like, there's nobody else I'm going to ask to go be my plus one to this movie except Jeff. He got (laughs) me into it. And I don't know anybody who liked I didn't know you liked it that much, Kellyanne, which is funny to know. But I didn't know anybody besides Jeff liked it that much. And so I but it was. That's what I like about Fan Effect, and it's the celebrating the things that you love. I mean, you, honestly, you have a reason, and I'm glad you shared it. But even if you didn't have a reason, it doesn't matter. If you love it, you love it, and you don't have to justify it. It's your thing. And hopefully you can tell us why you love it so that other people can get, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll give that a shot.
3: And like that's the, that's the whole thing here is if one person listens to this podcast and decides to watch it, and I'm going to be happy. Like I just want to share.
2: If you get one more viewer joy, of Bob's Burgers, yes. then we have done our job <laughs> yes. here today.
3: Because you know they're going to share it with others, and then we'll spread the the gospel of Bob's everywhere.
2: <laughs> the gospel of Bob, I hey, like it.
4: Did you guys ever see? Sorry, quick nugget. Did you guys ever see the Bob's Burgers restaurant that was at the Layton Hills Mall for a couple of they years? They built one. No. Did you see that? Okay. Okay. I gotta look
3: this up.
4: Legitimately, I have I'll send you photos. Yes. Because we did we'll They found it by accident. We were just at the mall. We never go to the mall. And we ran into it. We're like, what is that? And we go and we were so excited thinking we're gonna be able to order what, you know, like joke burgers and everything. The guys that were running it had bought it off of somebody else. They had no reference for what the <gasps> no. show was. All they knew was that they'd bought this rest this restaurant space at the mall. It was called Bob called Bob's Burgers. So I start talking to them. I'm just like talking about uh different episodes and i'm like that's so cool i love this you guys do this burger hey uh odd bods we'll make you guys some bobbleheads for your countertop and we'll have all the characters and then the guy after humoring me for a couple of minutes he's like i i don't even know what you're talking about he's like i bought this off of somebody else it was renamed that way and it did finally get shut down for having a copyright, copyright yeah because it was yeah, like yeah. a dead ringer on the sign it looked
3: oh my gosh i would have loved that yeah
4: that's hilarious Wow oh, so they bought
2: the, it the, they didn't even know what it referred
4: to and then they got shut down <laughs>
2: so whoever sold it to him is the real fool They're on their
4: grand re 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 opening over re, there re, re, re.
2: how appropriate how appropriate <laughs> That the Bob's Burgers restaurant gets shut down. I mean...
3: copyright,
2: Hugo. Yeah, it was probably Hugo that did it. They just said it was copyright violation. (laughs) Well, hopefully you don't get in trouble for playing that theme twice. (laughs) Well, Jeff Wolf from Oddbods Bobbleheads, thank you so much for being with us as we talked uh, Bob's Burgers, the movie and the TV series. Kellyanne, it's nice to know that uh, you have this extra passion. It's something I didn't know, so it was good Isn't to that learn fun? that about We've, you.
3: What we doing this three, four years together. I've yeah. joined you. Yeah, and now I'm fans. trying
2: to figure out what's the fandom that I love that I've never really mentioned to anybody Ooh. else, but... Uh I could probably think of a couple, but they're, like, old and obsolete, and that's why nobody else is a fan of it, and it goes back to my own childhood, but uh, we appreciate you joining us on this episode of Fan Effect, celebrating Utah's unique fan culture. We're grateful to our sponsor, Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. Go see Bob's Burgers, the movie, the Bob's Burgers movie at a Megaplex. Uh, they've got great deals on concessions as well as uh, recliner seats at most of their theaters now, and... It's just the best overall experience. That's where I take my family, and I think you'll enjoy it too. Even if, it's, uh, even if you have to drive a little bit, it's absolutely worth it. We'll catch you on the next episode of Fan Effect.